Pretty much every time I do a podcast, I end by telling you I love you all very much. And if you ever wondered if I was serious and if I really mean it, I'm here to tell you that I am now doing, I believe, my fourth full podcast. I've done three others. I've done the same podcast three times in a row because for reasons I can't even fathom, somehow the sound from my microphone through this new interface was just god-awful. It was all tinny and echoey. Couldn't figure out why. The cloud lifter, I think I've mentioned, no longer works because it won't work with this, with this new interface. I don't know why. So I go direct, and just like my old interface, I guess it's because I'm using the SM7B. I don't know, but I've got to crank up the gain. And that's not ideal, but I have figured out how to kind of get it where it needs to be without being totally obnoxious. So, but it wasn't working today. So I reinstalled the software and now suddenly it seems to be working anyway. Knock wood. Because if it's not, I'm not doing this a fifth time. The bane of my existence. You know, I've used that term a lot in the past week. And I don't know if one is able to have multiple banes of their existence because I've got a whole list of them, a whole list. I was talking to somebody on Friday, I think, and telling him that the inability to strike a balance that pleases me between business work time and creative work time is the bane of my existence. And then... Like right after that, I sat down and tried to make my 88 weighted key Yamaha keyboard a MIDI controller. What a fool I was. I don't know what I was thinking. I already wasted an hour of my time on it. Sat down, wasted another hour. I had the driver. I had the cable. Logic Pro said, yes, we see your your Yamaha keyboard. It's wonderful, but no sound, no matter what I did. Wasted another hour. So I called my Sweetwater rep and said, listen, buddy, I need a MIDI controller for dummies because I can't take this anymore. I got to sell this Mox 8. So if you're listening to this and you want, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. I don't care. This Mox 8, this M-O-X 8, this bane of my existence, it's yours. I'll sell it to you for a good price. So I got... The great thing about Sweetwater is their reps actually know what they're talking about. I said, I need a MIDI controller for dummies. I don't need the full keyboard. I don't need the weighted keys. Just need to be able to work with these plugins. So he set me up. It arrived yesterday, and it's in a box still. The box has been opened, so the flaps are partially open. I'm looking at it right now if I turn my head, and I swear I think it might be sneering at me. Like, go ahead. Go ahead. So I'm, I mean, part of me doing this podcast this morning and continuing to persist, even though it wasn't working out very well the first few times, is because I'm procrastinating because I, because I don't, I'm a little concerned, I guess, that this is going to be another nightmare. It's just, it's the bane of my existence, these, these technical issues. I have a, a certain amount of time that I can carve out through sacrifice and blood, sweat, and tears to do nothing but pure creative work. And the amount of time that I spend 
during that time I've carved out uh, um, doing dealing with technical issues is is unbelievable. Most of the time I don't end up working. I just want to plug the damn thing in and work. It shouldn't be that difficult. The bane of my existence. So, and I go into this stuff going, oh, this is going to be a pain in the ass. This isn't going to work out. And that's probably not the best attitude. What I should do, because I trust my guy at Sweetwater, is I should say, you know what? Sure, this is going to be a little bit of a pain, but I can handle it and it'll make sense. And, you know, might be a little bit of a hassle, but it'll work. But I have found over the course of my life and, and my career that approaching things with a glass half-empty attitude, with a pessimistic attitude, is the way to go. By the time I got into music, my hopes and dreams and ambitions and expectations had been pretty much crushed to a pulp. And so I was able to go into it. I mean, you know, I was young. I still had some hope. I still had some optimism. Uh, But, and so therefore, when things didn't work out the way I wanted them to, I still got resentful and bitter and petty. Uh, But I don't think I suffered that as badly as a lot of people because I never really expected things to work out. And when you do that and things work out, then you're really happy because it's a pleasant little surprise. You know, when you, excuse me, when you always open the box of chocolates expecting that a rat is going to pop out and bite your hand, then when you open the box of chocolates and there's actually a chocolate there and it's not, you know, it's not crawling with maggots, it's not like an X-lax that somebody put in there to fool you, but it's actually a delicious chocolate. Oh, what a nice surprise, right? So I think it's a pretty good way to go through life. And I would say that the reason a lot of creative people end up getting really upset is because they have all those hopes and dreams and ambitions, and they really think that they're going to come true. I'm sorry, they're not most of the time. Well, most of the work you do, most of the creative work you do is never going to see the light of day. I don't care who you are. If you, if you write a great album, you still put in a bunch of work that never made it onto the album. You wrote a bunch of songs, probably a lot of them not very good but certainly some that maybe just didn't fit on the album. So you, when you do creative work, you have to go into it assuming a lot of the work that I'm doing is, is not going to actually show up anywhere. You have to look at it as an investment into the work as a whole. But a lot of people get so hung up on success that they get upset when that happens and they, they, try to make excuses for their poor work and they, and they want to put it out there even though it's maybe not worth being out there. So uh, I think when you take the attitude that you're just going to work regardless of what kind of payoff you get from it, uh, externally at least, then you're probably in a better position to remain maybe a little more even-keeled. And you don't have to worry so much. And I think it enables you to be prolific as well because you're not making as many distinctions. Um, you're just working. And, you know, you, you make your decisions about the work later, but not while you're actually doing it.
I mean, if you're sitting down and working and thinking, oh man, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be such a great song and this is going to be such a great record and, and people are going to listen to it and think this or react this way or whatever, then you're getting away from doing the work. Save that for later. That's my advice, not that you asked. And speaking of not asking, I've mentioned before that the podcast format here is not ideal because I don't get the interaction. I thrive on that. So when I was doing the Facebook Live, I would get a lot of interaction in the form of comments from people. And I could play off that, and it was fun. And in fact, I thought last week, you know what, I'm just going to do a Facebook Live. This podcast thing, I'm just not getting enough feedback. And that's through no fault of you listeners. I mean, it's, you know, the only way to really do it is to comment on the, on the Substack page. It's, 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 I wouldn't bother if I were you, to be honest, no matter how much I liked a podcast. So I don't blame anybody, but the end result is I don't know, because I can't tell from the analytics how many people are listening or if they like it. I can tell how many people click through on the emails, but that doesn't tell me how many people are actually sitting and listening to the thing from beginning to end. So, and Haley Crusher, uh, front woman of Haley and the Crushers, terrific gal, mentioned in an email to me that some people will do like a Facebook group page. So maybe I'll do something like that in the future. I'm sure not going to do it today because I'm way behind schedule thanks to these technical glitches. And... There's no doubt I'm procrastinating because I'm looking over again and there's that box and he's just sort of smirking at me at this point. So I got to do that. I got to, and I'm not even trying to do music work today. I'm just, my goal is just to get the MIDI keyboard up and running and functional. And then I plan on doing some writing, but uh, after that, I've got uh, an absolute litany of, of domestic responsibilities I have to take care of. Speaking of which, I was out yesterday doing yard work with the family, except for one of my daughters who uh, spent so much time and effort avoiding work that she would have done less work if she had just done the work she was asked to do. It was fairly admirable, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I was irritated, and I didn't tell her so, but I almost respected her. I mean, you really got to be driven to, to work as hard as she did to avoid actual, actual work. But I've got, I had a Norway maple in the yard that died, got taken down. But ever since then, there's been this, this little Norway maple trying to grow. And I'll try to pull it out and it's too, it's too, you just can't pull it out. It's too deep down. And so I've tried to dig it out and I always end up like not getting the roots or cutting the roots and I'll pour weed killer on it. It doesn't matter. Within two years, it's back. So that thing came back this summer and I said, I am just, I'm sick of this. I'm going to get it out of there. So I got the shovel and I just went bananas on it, sweating, huffing, puffing. And, uh, I had finished that. And by that point we had two garbage bins full of yard waste from the work that the other people in the family were doing as well. A truck pulls up, like a pickup truck with a trailer on the back, f full of um, branches with leaves on them. They've been pruning trees, obviously. Older couple, hey, 
they say, uh, would you like us to take your yard waste? You know, we're taking, we're taking this stuff to the compost pile. I said, sure, if you don't mind. No, we don't mind. They get out of the car, introduce themselves. Bill and Joan live right down the street, a block and a half away. Uh, if that, I've lived here 15 years, never met them, and they've been living here forever. So, uh, very nice couple, talked with them for 20, 25 minutes, and uh, Bill was really, really uh, inquisitive regarding my lawnmower and snowblower maintenance uh, and, and how everything was going there, which, you know, I mean, I think you listeners probably know me well enough to know that it's, I put in the bare minimum. You know, so uh, long and the short is they says, well, we'll we'll drop your bins off when we come back. And Bill says, uh, and I'll bring my uh, grease gun. I said, okay, then. So I pull the snowblower out of storage, got the other daughter, the non lazy one to uh, or 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 the non ambitious one, uh, depending on your point of view. Uh, But got her out, cleaned the snowblower off for the first time. And uh, sure enough, true to his word, Bill shows up with the uh, empty empty bins and uh, his grease gun and an oil can. And I always figure, you know, better to learn to fish than just to have somebody give you the fish. So uh, I watched what he was doing as he lubed up the snowblower. And, uh, but the truth is, I'm never going to go get a grease gun. It's not going to happen, much less an oil can. Not going to happen. But you know what? It's done for the winter. All I have to do is change the oil. And I can actually do that. I'm capable of doing that. So that was nice. It's always a nice thing. So I have a new friend, two new friends, Bill and Joan. And uh, it's just a nice thing when somebody comes and bends over backwards to help you out. Uh, and there's really nothing in it for them. So I appreciate that. And then I went and smoked a good cigar and watched some of the Brewers game and watched some football, had a nice day with the family. It's a good weekend, actually. Now, this summer was a weird one for me, and it was a hard one for me in some ways. And even though I finished the vocals on the new album a few weeks ago, and I think I've podcasted since then, I can't remember, but uh, but by the time you get to that point, the bulk of the creative work is done. And uh, when that happens, I, I, I get weird. I'm, I'm, I become unpleasant to be around and probably very unpleasant to live with. And it reminds me of one of my favorite movies, The Bad and the Beautiful, starring Kirk Douglas. It's about uh, a, a film producer played by Kirk Douglas, son of a famous film producer, but he has to kind of make a name for himself. It's not easy for him. He's very ambitious. He's ruthless. And the story is told in flashback from the point of view of, uh, like, I think three of his closest uh, collaborators. So uh, at one point in the film, he finishes finishes a project and it premieres and he's at his house and a woman that he's had a thing with on the set shows up at his house and he treats her very cruelly. And this is explained by one of the other characters as just a a consequence of him having finished a project and not being on a new one yet. He just gets into a very dark mood. 
And I, I find that relatable. I'm, I'm don't get as bad as Jonathan Shields, but, um, but I'm, I'm unhappy when I'm not working on a project. So, uh, I dove into a writing project, uh, recently and, uh, there is another collaborative project that looks like it's a go and there's really nothing standing in the way of that. So that should start any day now. And then there's a third one, um, which is, which is work on somebody else's project, a big one. And the degree to which I'm going to be involved in that is going to depend on factors outside my control, but, but it could be a ton of work. It could be a little bit of work, um, but it's exciting and challenging and I'm looking forward to it. So I have a lot of things on my plate, which is the way I like it. Um, I either have not nearly enough to do creatively or too much. There's never, I'm never in that Goldilocks position of everything just being right. But you know what? It's better than not having work at all. So things are going good in that regard. And uh, as a consequence, I'm in a, a better mood and more pleasant to be around which I'm sure is a great relief for my family. So I'm not going to, at least for now, do the Facebook Live. Because as I, as I said, I couldn't, I couldn't, maybe I didn't say, I can't remember because this is the fourth time I've done this podcast, but I tried to do a Facebook Live and, and the software no longer worked either because I got a new Mac or something got screwed up, but my Ecamm Live software wouldn't work. Just wouldn't work. Yep. Click on it. It opens up. There's a blank window. That's all you get. And it says version 1.0, which I'm pretty sure wasn't the version that I was using. So, and I don't have the time to go, to go mess around with it. So for now, at least I'm going to continue doing the podcast. At some point I may take Haley Crusher's advice and set up a Facebook group where people can comment. I don't even know how well that would go, honestly, but, uh, uh, in any case, at least for now, you can expect me here. If I miss a week now and then, or I do it on a different day than a Monday, I'm busy. I'm a busy guy. I got a lot going on, so I can't, uh, I can't always be on top of it the way I would like to. But as always, I've enjoyed my time with you, and I love you very much. So long. <laughs>